0: award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Oh my gosh. We're here with, I know, I know. I'm really excited about this. A little bit of a skeptic, but I know you hear that often, Deborah Silverman. Nothing new to you. Uh, Deborah Silverman is on the show. If you are not familiar with this woman, oh my gosh, you're going to go to her website and fall in love. You're going to fall in love with her right now. She's an astrologer. You're going to fall in love with yourself. And you're going to fall in love with yourself. Um, Longtime amazing astrologist, even more than that, has a degree in psychology, has married the two for more than two decades of her work, and I wanted to have you- three days, wait, three or four. Four.
1: I'm almost, I'm almost 70. Yeah. I've been doing this for almost 50 years.
0: Oh my God. Okay. Well, all right. The woman's got experience is what it comes down to. (laughs) She's a pro Deborah. And I said to you before we started, what does it mean? I'm having you on right after the super moon, the blue super moon. So what does that mean for our interview?
1: There's an increase of energy. Think about it. Every time the moon is full, There is more activity in the hospitals with the policemen, with incredible emotional rides. It's an increase of voltage. It's a proven fact that the waters, even the water, the tides go up. So everything rises during a full moon. And obviously this was a big full moon. So it's worthy to pay attention when, oh, this is an auspicious moment, said the astrologer that we're talking. We are right in the middle of a full moon right now.
0: Mm. Deborah, let's go back to kind of set the scene for everybody. You grew up in Michigan. Um, You kind of discovered astrology at a young age. Is that right?
1: Yeah. in the Detroit Free Press in the cartoon section. I was just a little girl and I saw the word astrology and it was like Christmas. And then I sent away, but I was so young at the time, I was just like in second or third grade. So it was obviously calling my name. Fast forward. I was in the end of high school and I had my first astrology reading and I was like, Spooked me out. And then next thing you knew, I was studying it, but it didn't stand in the way of me going academia because I have a master's in clinical psychology. So I did traditional left brain science, but astrology is the oldest science on Earth. It's been here for 4000 years.
0: Think about that. I know that's that's really wild. How did you end up marrying the two? I mean, did you start out as a clinical psychologist? Were you seeing like couples that needed couples yes, therapy? I've been the whole time.
1: But Carl Jung, who was the original psychiatrist, was quoted to say astrology, psychology will be a dinosaur science until it includes astrology. He was an astrologer. Carl Jung was a full-pledged astrologer. So he married them before I did. I found that out after I'd already put the two together, like Wait, you come to a psychologist and you ask questions like, tell me about do you love your mother? And then you look at the chart and go, ooh, you didn't have a very nice mother. I mean, the, the things are so clear. Why are we doing astrology without
0: psychology? Okay, how did you introduce that to your clients, though? I mean, did, like, did they well. come in? <laughs> wait, it didn't go Yeah, I was going to say they're near a divorce. And you go, by the way, let's look at your birth chart. Like, how did that? I mean, they must not have liked that.
1: Well, I have a reputation and it started very young when I was in my 20s. I had a radio show like you on Lifetime Radio in Vancouver, British Columbia. And it was when they were driving home from work. I don't know how this even happened. It was destiny. And so normal people that didn't believe in it all would hear me on the phone. And I'd say things like they'd say to me, am I getting married? And I go, are you in a relationship? Like, don't ask me stupid questions. Am I going to be rich? And I'd say, do you have a good job? Like, these are not these are your decisions you're going to make. But I can tell you the propensity of your person you're dating, or what your job suits you or not. But I can't predict what destiny has in mind. I can certainly explain your character to you. And that's how it began. And right at that point, I mean, my reputation let me be the quirky therapist who included a struggle. Now it's super popular. But in the eighties, when I was growing up, I was completely, you know, I met a lot of resistance even in graduate school, they were like, don't tell me. You're... I did a research project on mental illness and astrology, and it was a huge correlation. And I came to it as a skeptic going, like you, like, make me believe it. But if I talk to you about your chart, Sarah, can I?
0: Yeah, go into it. Go into...
1: I'm going yeah. say... to say one thing about you, and you're going to go, how did she know that? It is so hard for you to make a decision. It's like the worst thing in the whole world is to say to Sarah, you got this, this, and this, and this. She's like, oh, no, someone help me. Am I right or am I right?
0: You're 100% right. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes.
1: How do you know that? Said the person with four planets in Libra. Did you know you have four planets in Libra? No. No. So decision-making and the aesthetic in this world and colors and beauty is so much part of your life. Like, if it doesn't match, it drives
0: you nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yes, 100%.
1: And the decision-making process is not your strong suit, so you have to have people around that you ask a million questions to. You collect all the data, and now you're even more confused. <laughs> and then you wait for your intuition to scream at your name. You're like, "Wow, that was a long route to what I already knew in the beginning."
0: Yeah, it's so true. Well, t- okay, talk to me. I want to. I, that was interesting what you said though about mental illness and the correlation of people's birth charts. How did those connect? Like like in your birthday.
1: If you didn't have you have to communicate. Your chart is all about talking.
0: It is. Yeah. Jasmine has been insane. Yeah. Yeah. I love to talk it out.
1: Yeah. You but if for some reason you were brought up where they wouldn't let you talk? This is what mental illness is. Mental illness, definitely there's a chemistry game. So let's just acknowledge that some people need antidepressants and some people really did come in with a broken circuit. But for a lot of people, it's their chart is not understandable. And they feel like there's a war going on inside of them and it creates anxiety and it makes them self-conscious and they don't feel socially comfortable. And when you learn your chart, you're like, wow, I don't have to talk or wow i really have to talk to get this worked out and there's two different characters look at all the mouths on the back of you you have so many ears. that's <laughs> <What>? <laughs> they're all talking so you have to you actually that's you.
0: probably making me crazy actually you're right well, it's,
1: it's entertainment you have a really <laughs> high value for being able to understand people and ask a million questions and that's what your your function is but what if somebody was brought up and their parents had stopped talking And they subdue. This is what depression is. We push down our nature and we get tired from having to hold back. On your case, they couldn't hold you back because it was your function. It was your destiny. Oh, And destiny found you and said, come this way, Sarah. But for some of you listening to this, you can't remember what you signed up for. And that's why people go to an astrologer.
0: Okay, that's why I wanted to have you on because I was telling you a lot of my audience are women that are and men that are Type A that that you know they think maybe they're on the path they're so good at what they do but maybe something's missing and you wrote a fantastic book that everyone should buy called Missing Element and I love this in the description you say your issues will repeat themselves again and again until you see yourself and others from the compassionate vantage point that unites us all and. You say that astrology can actually help you fulfill your soul's purpose. So, for somebody listening, I mean, the day—what does that mean? It's the it's the day you were born, the year you were born, and why is it important where you were born? Like, like when you get, you wanted my birthday, right? And where the time I was born, and the day, and and the place I was born in Waterville, Maine. Okay, and that's wh- right. Why does that mean anything? Because
1: we take a picture of the sky at the moment of your birth. The baby comes out. There's a photograph taken, and that instills the entire imprint, like your soul's purpose. Get ready. <clears throat> it's okay. so
0: different. Go into yeah. Go into mine because I think it's a good example for people. Um, and then I have like, no, a- it's so
1: simple. Cause guess what? You're all that air. You've got so much air. You can talk and talk and you're so curious and you're so interested and everything gets your mind going, whoa, Nelly! but your soul is very deep and she's psychological and she wants secrets revealed and she doesn't want people to be superficial. So you have this incredible light-hearted spirit that goes inside and then underneath and then opens people up. And that's why we love to listen to you because you're not superficial. That's called Scorpio rising. So the rising sign is also called the ascendant. It's your higher self. And it tells the astrologer the clue of where to aim the person. So when a client comes to see me as a therapist and they're saying that they're they're really disappointed in themselves because they're always slightly depressed, I'm like, stop, you're Scorpio rising. You can't stand superficial. Of course, you're going to feel out of sorts when people start playing social and they're not going deep. You're going to feel self-conscious. On the other hand. There's some people who can't stand all the emotional stuff and they just want to be socially or creative and artistic. And don't take me down that path called the dark. So there's different characters. In your case, you love going into the mystery and unraveling people's secrets.
0: I do. Oh, my God. It's like, come sit next to me and tell me the darkest everything. thing. Tell me everything. Tell me everything. Um. Deborah, all right. So like over the years, you know, I feel like decision-making, you're right, has been hard for me. It takes me a very long time. Like even moving here to Los Angeles, I'm very much like I have to – the environment I live in, like it has to give me energy. I have to feel it. And when – years ago when I moved to Washington, D.C., and it gave me my career, everybody that listens to me now – I could feel it. Like when I, it was like electric. I just knew when I lived there, like amazing things were going to happen. And then it ran its course, like probably year 12 into it. I was like, God, I got to do something. It took me several years after that to actually make the move to Los Angeles. And people said to me, and I'm, I want to know what the astrological thing is here. People said to me, well, Sarah, if you don't change inside, nothing's going to change when you move to LA. But I don't believe that. I don't know. I'm very driven, but I'm very no, like. You,
1: no, you're absolutely right. You're sensitive to environment. I said that. The aesthetic, the energy, the vibration really is conducive for you to show up. Was it 2012, 2010, 2012? So that would have been 10, well, 11 years ago. What happened that year?
0: 2013 was the big year. It started in 2012, but I was on a very popular radio show. It's a very long story. You'll I wish I wish you I had known you then. My co-host was incredibly talented, but had a lot of mental health issues. I couldn't take it anymore. I could I I couldn't do it. You know, he was one day he would speak to you, the next day you'd walk in, he would do the show with his back turned to you. I mean, it was just so wild, Deborah. You could never do enough work. He would yell, he would throw trash cans. It was and sadly he's passed away. It was really wild. So 20 20- oh, yeah. 2012 I knew I had to leave 2013 I actually left and that was what I'm
1: talking about so that was I just said 20 from 2011 2012 2010 to 2012 was the turning point in your whole chart then that happened again during COVID it did it did I know that so this is astrology 101 every seven years starting at a certain marker and you have to get your chart done it's called Saturn return okay I can look at your chart and say, you're ready for a move. You'll be like, am I, am I, am I? And I'll be like, excuse me, let me just give you the answer because you're driving yourself crazy.
0: So, Deborah, how does it work? Like for you, do you check in with your chart every single week? Like, because I, I guess your chart—oh,
1: these are big. So you're so funny. I don't stare at my chart. First of all, the shoe salesman who has no shoes on their kids is because we don't study our own chart. However, I am in one of those changes—a seven-year cycle. I felt the winds changing. I am not. Some people love change. I hate it. I could feel the winds changing, and I was like, "Oh no, here comes the chart!" And sure enough. I'm writing a book. I got approached by an agent. They gave me a lot of money. And they said, and I was like, but I don't want, okay. So that destiny comes in, gives you an assignment from home office. Am I going to argue with home office being an astrologer? No, I saw the stars are getting ready to change. I was like, you're picking me. Okay, I'm doing it. And you know what the name of the book is? I don't believe in astrology.
0: <laughs> I know. And I love that. And that's the name of your podcast, right? I mean, it's like, it's Because everyone laughs
1: because you don't believe in it until you hear me do what I just did to Sarah. Like she's not going to be able to finish 2013 exactly when I made all the changes. 2020, 21, I made all the changes. These are predictable like the clock. And when you begin to understand that there's a cosmic rhythm and you can get in sync with it. And that Carl Jung said psychology is a dinosaur science until it includes astrology. Like why are we so resistant? Because it's a mystery because yes. it's so beyond our left brains. And so is gravity, and so is love. Who can figure this place out? Not me.
0: <laughs> Tell me more about my chart, okay? So you're looking at, <laughs> so, all right, now I'm intrigued. I'm a little nervous, I was a little nervous. I was like, because I know you're not a psychic, you don't predict the future. And that's like the thing I think I have to Tell separate. More about
1: my chart, she said, she's so cute. You have a very strong gift of being a communicator for the future exactly what you're doing you're an Aquarian, and you you want people to think differently and you want to stimulate this is your purpose in life to provoke new thought and let people open their minds and do it deep not superficial
0: oh my and God. that's how i got here i'm gonna like save that snippet and that's basically going to be the description of my podcast because that's exactly it always wanted to do that deborah and the minute i start doing too superficial stuff i'm like i don't i don't belong here i hate this I, you know like with a guest with a guest when it doesn't go deep i immediately know that how ironic And tell them the Sarah Fraser show sent you. Okay, I I love this. You say that most people don't find their calling in life until a major event happens to them—a divorce, they lose a job, a parent dies unexpectedly—and you say astrology can be a shortcut to finding your soul's purpose. So for somebody that is listening right now, who's never thought, maybe they've gone to a therapist, they've never thought of astrology to help them find their calling. Where do you even start?
1: Such a great question. So we have a school. It only starts twice a year, in September, around the corner, <clears throat> and in January. And then you come in the school, it's a six week class. There's only 10 people in the room. It's almost all women. We have lots of men coming in now. Up comes your chart, like it would be you, and the mentor who's teaching you takes you through little baby steps. I pretend like I'm a fourth-grade teacher. You can't get confused. You don't know what we're talking about. It starts off with the elements. So in your case, you have so many planets in error. <clears throat> you have how many planets in error? I mean, honestly, one, two, three four, five, six. You only have one in water, which is your emotions, which is not your best thing. You only have one in earth getting organized and practical, not your best thing, but you've got a lot in air. So if you were in our school, we would say to you, excuse me, honey, you've got to cultivate your missing element, the name of my book, The Missing Element. And then you realize, oh, in order for me to feel grounded and calm, I have to slow down Ew said Sarah I don't like slowing down so we give directives right at the beginning of the very thing you don't want to do you cultivate the missing element then the next class is mercury get ready how does your mind work because what we learn in metaphysics and all of therapy is what you think becomes reality that's factual now they've proven this that your internal dialogue and your unconscious mind is creating your reality so who's thinking this you might ask and that's what the class does. It identifies the premise. And yours is speed of light. You think the speed of light, you're in the future. You're always ahead of everybody else. You're getting super bored. And if you're not entertained, you're going to keep running. That's dangerous. It doesn't teach patience.
0: Yeah. Okay. How do I learn patience through astrology? Like <laughs> I love you so much. Well,
1: you just, we were. yeah. This is hysterical. So you come back to the first class where we're going to teach you about earth or water. We'll pick an element and you'll cultivate it during the class. Second class is your mind and you figure out by the chart what's the dynamic. So third class, get ready, is your shadow. What's the undermining part of your character that you need to focus on? And you know what yours is? Yeah, tell me. Being a mom. Like you need to nurture. You must. That's one place. Look at her face. I love this. Is that surprising?
0: Uh, Well, it is because I never, I never even liked children until I was 35. Like I, I never changed a diaper. I never babysat. I couldn't stand kids. I was like, if I was on an airplane with other children, oh, I'd look at them. I'd stare down the mother. Oh, I don't want to be bothered. Deborah, when I turned 35, it was like a light switch. I mean, it was wild. I was like, I looked at kids. I was like, I have to have children. I have to have children. So it's funny. I've had a weird fertility journey. The first t- baby I was pregnant with it in 2019, I had this wild molar miscarriage, which is very rare. It's, it's essentially when all these cysts grow in your ovaries and placenta and the baby can't live. And then in rare cases, you get a pregnancy cancer. <laughs> I, I was that person. And my doctor said, this is crazy. I've been practicing for 20 years. You're the only person this has ever happened to. So Aquarius. What
1: is the unique version?
0: It, it's Aquarius. What is it? It's, it's we're They're unique. Unique.
1: They we're never follow. Unique. They can't fit in. They're always a different one. It's always that way for them.
0: Okay. Well, I, Deborah, I don't really want to be different in the fertility journey. Okay. But it seems that I'm there. So anyhow, Quick pause to thank Little Spoon. Moms, dads, maybe you're a grandparent listening. You know it can be so hard trying to feed your baby, trying to feed your toddler healthy things when you're on the go, and especially with back-to-school time. That's where Little Spoon comes in. Little Spoon is a healthy food subscription service that starts from babies all the way up to toddlers. They have all kinds of different... Blends, baby blends, which is organic baby food. Biteables, which is transition to table, early finger foods. And then plates and smoothies. Smoothies are healthy snack time with organic smoothies. Uh, That's basically all KJ eats. So that's our subscription. Uh, Little Spoon, though, is amazing. They're a sponsor of The Sarah Fraser Show, and they make life so much better. Try it this year. Make this year's back-to-school chaos a little more manageable with time-saving delicious and healthy meals and snacks to get your kids going that they'll love. Go to littlespoon.com slash TSFS and enter code TSFS at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. That's little, L-I-T-T-L-E-S-P-O-O-N dot com slash TSFS, Enter that code TSFS to get 30% off at checkout. And did I mention it all comes right to your door? So flexible, easy, everything stores right in the fridge, the freezer. That's where a lot of ours is. So easy to unthaw and cook. I pick the menu and you can change it up anytime. Price is right. Quality is unmatched. You actually know the source of your food. KJ loves it. We love it. Your kids will love it. It's a great gift from the grandparents, too, and a huge win-win for the entire family. Go to littlespoon.com slash TSFS. I get through the cancer – I had methotrexate shots. I get through that. Six months pregnant. I get pregnant. I have my son. It was easy. It was beautiful. It was the most amazing experience. Then I just had another miscarriage this past summer, and it was so strange. Deborah, the entire time, I knew something was off with the baby. I just knew it. And I had a heartbeat with the baby till 12 weeks. And then she passed like probably in that 13th week. And so now I'm sort of rebuilding, rebuilding my body. And I don't know, then I got a weird message from my OBGYN because I was thinking they would say to me, go have IVF treatment, go do an egg donor. And then my OBGYN said, oh, I think you should keep trying on your own. I think you should pursue these other things, but I think you should keep trying on your own. This is a very good sign that you got pregnant and stayed pregnant this long. Your body wants to be pregnant. And I thought, oh, I'm so confused. Choice, Deborah, I'm so damn confused. Do I keep trying? Do I do one round of IVF? Do I go to the egg donor? Deborah, when I tell you, uh, damn it, girl. Okay, get me, like, get me the stars, get me the signs. I don't know what to do. Okay, so the
1: <laughs> this is the funniest podcast. Okay, so one, <laughs> it doesn't mean having children. This this indicator of your shadow, oh. which is actually, it means mothering. Oh. It means nurturing. It means caretaking. It means taking care of yourself emotionally and paying attention to your inner world, which is not your best suit. It's true. Paying attention on. Ins- so the answer to that question is this is in God's hands. You can't make babies come. Obviously, your son was destined. Mm. And he showed up. And aren't you so lucky? And now you're trying for your next. And all you can do is pray, do what's required, and then say to God over and over again, I trust. hmm that's going to change your whole personality. You get so little. I mean, oh my goodness. It's busy in there.
0: It is Deborah. It's so, it's so busy.
1: There's it's a so volume busy. knob. If you look carefully, you'll see there's an on and off button and there's a volume knob, but that takes years to learn. Oh, I can stop all this internal dialogue. That's what astrology is for. It brings peace to understanding your nature. And then it turns on the observer which is what your specialty is. You look back at yourself and you go, you look neurotic, no judgment, just a neutral perception. You look a little crazy pants right now. And then it becomes a big smile and you go, yeah, I'm getting in that air thing where I've got so many ideas. Maybe I should just be quiet for a bit. And then you refer to your husband. I mean, that's why we have best friends because there's people that are different than us who give us the medicine.
0: I've heard you on other podcasts talk about to other podcast hosts, like their thing that they need to work on. And, um, and, and astrology can tell us that. So you're saying mine is this idea of nurturing, of nurturing my inner self because it, exactly. it is. Oh, Deborah, it is busy upstairs. There's a lot. <laughs> it's very hard. To, Deborah. I mean, one day I'm worried about the baby. Then I'm worried about an earthquake. Then why isn't it happening this way? You know, and it's like, Oh, Sarah, like, just the biggest See, thing yeah. is letting go and letting God. That's really hard for me to do.
1: Well, if you had a calm, which is a practice, I'm telling you this, this is what happens in the school. Yours would be water. Can you be still and do nothing on purpose? No. Can you rest and just cuddle? No. Can you let your child give you the focus? Yes. He can really get your attention and calm you down. So you figure out what your medicine is, and this is what happens in our school, and then you specifically identify for you what it takes. Like for some people, they're too calm. Hmm. They just get really lazy, and they feel themselves captured by their emotional body, and they get swamped, and they want to just stay at home and secretly be alone. Then there's other people like you and I who are like, and then we have to learn to be calm, and they have to learn to get out, and that's what astrology teaches us, the medicine is in the stars once you study your chart, and it's very fun. The best part about astrology is I teach it like with a little, there's videos, and then there's assignments, and then there's stream boards, and then there, it's like so many different, and you're in a small group with a buddy. You'd love this part. Someone is assigned to you. Have you signed up yet?
0: No, I've been doing um, Lauren Lagrasso. Shout out to Lauren! Everyone should listen to her podcast, "Unleash the Inner Creative." She had um, you're doing kind of like a week long. Um, it's like an hour Immers- meditation immersion. I've been doing that, and you have a guest speaker. It's uh, it's really amazing, like different things that I'm discovering. So I I've loved that, but I haven't I haven't looked at the school.
1: Well, all it is is it's only coming up right now. So you're right on time. And this is being showed on Monday. So for any of you that want to come in through Sarah, we will keep the door open a little bit longer just for you. Um, It's a class all about you. I mean, all the questions you're asking, you study yourself. The first class is really a mirror with the stars and psychological prompts. And then suddenly you're like, oh, no wonder I'm so indecisive. That's not a bad trait, but here's the medicine. Don't worry you can't get a wrong answer because you always end up Sarah in the right place
0: I love that um Deborah a lot of my audience too is fixated on love how does astrology and love or relationships how does that work because it, it, and I'll tell you mine and I'm curious what my chart says I'm married to my husband's July 27th so I think he's a Leo some people say to me when I say oh I'm an Aquarius and he's a Leo some people look at me and they're like 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 maybe we're not a good match I don't know is that true do, do Aquarius no,
1: you're opposites it's a really good match you both have a lot of chi he can keep up with you <laughs>
0: he does. Oh, I'm sure. He, yeah, there's some days he wishes he done. Well, yeah, you
1: just talk a lot, but the energetics are. That's a very complementary. Whenever the signs are opposite, it's very complementary.
0: Okay, I know you've been married. I know you know. Do you always? Is there something to that? Like sometimes when people say that to me, like I, they date based on their astrological chart or something. Is that- I always say
1: Cupid doesn't know astrology and she's blind. She pulls the thing that she has bad eyesight and she aims at the karmic agreement that you don't know about that was put in place by your destiny. And then you get a vote, but those destiny, your dog, your kid, your father, your sister, all that was written by destiny.
0: Mm, okay. So astrology can help you learn to deal with some of those personalities. Indo. You got it. That might be challenging to you.
1: Exactly. And then you learn to accept them or not accept them or learn how to communicate to someone that like you, if your husband tells you to stop talking, that's just bad. <laughs>
0: I, know, I get really mad. Yes.
1: Like, let me finish. I just got to go through this whole process and then I'll get down to the bottom of it. And I really want to hear your opinion, but let me talk. And once you know that about yourself, intimacy into me, I see, I can get intimate with you. If I really know what's true about me, I can reveal it. But if I can't be clear on who I am and I'm not in love with me and I'm dating or I'm looking for a relationship or I'm looking for a divorce or that requires you to really be clear about what your values are and what your lessons are and that can't be articulated till there's a language and unfortunately in our society until astrology I mean it's so funny it's been here for so long it's the masterful tool that gives us compassion for the human condition because we are all screwed up raise your hand if you have an ego oh look everyone's raising it. and that ego's function Evading God's oneness, E-G-O, is to take you away from the peace. Your ego wants you to be different and special and feel so weird and comparisonitis and all that. And then there's a soul waiting in the wings, which in your case, the rising sign Scorpio that says, shh, I got this. Your rising sign is very deep and very peaceful. Your personality is very talkative and gets confused.
0: (laughs) And oh, wow, wow. And you were saying that's important
1: important because Aquarius and Scorpio don't get along. One part of your character wants nothing more than to just be fickle and playful and really lighthearted. And your soul's not interested. She wants depth. She wants quiet.
0: Oh, God. All right. So what do you do? How do I do? I I cultivate a practice, right? To find a balance.
1: That's the thing about you is you get it so quick. You would learn astrology very quickly. And the practical, our school's called applied astrology. It's not theory. It's psychological applications that let people fall in love with themselves.
0: Wow, it's so great, and we've been we've missed that, haven't we? Falling in love with ourselves—it's really counterintuitive to all the messages we're given, right, in society, which is like the beauty world. You know, be younger. You know, um,
1: look for <laughs> approval. Measure your success in the outer world. Make sure that you're better than the other. You didn't have it. They do now feel bad about yourself. You're gaining weight. Feel bad. It's all outer.
0: How do you handle when people come into your astrology teaching and like they want to be rich or they want to be famous or they want to be they want to find the love of their life? Well, and like, you have to
1: see. yeah, that's cute. There is destiny lines that reveal themselves. And so it takes a little while studying. You can get a good reading. I, I do very few readings, but I have certified astrologers on my site. There's about 24 that I've certified. who takes years to get through my filter. And they're really good. And you just call me. You know what I do? Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a fine. I put the person. I look at your chart. I look at my certified. And I put them together. And then people have an hour experience of life changing. Now, that's the shortcut. Buy the book. To get a reading, but go learn how to fish, yes. <laughs> go take the class so you can look at your chart and fall in love in detail. And then if you're looking for a career, we actually have a level one, two, three, and four is how to get your website up. And if you really wanted to do a career and you were secretly a psychologist, but you don't want to go to school, come become an astrologer.
0: Deborah, over the years, I mean, five decades is amazing. What's been the most rewarding part of your job and the least?
1: Good question. The most rewarding is definitely the school that people send me gifts all the time because after they finish level one, their husbands call me and say, oh my God, she's back. She's got her life force back. She's being happy again. She's being nice. She just lost 20 pounds. We can't believe the stories we get from level one. So that's been, and then and then inside that story is we have 30 mentors that I've been with for now nine years in the school that I can see their lives have changed. So it's very fulfilling to have been contributing to women In a way where I can see healing. And I think the hardest part is.
0: Hero breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby. Every day. Slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies. Little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, That's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. (laughs) Hero breads right now. offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Frasier twenty. That's F R A S E R. The numbers two zero.
1: To be honest, I'm a severe workaholic, and I've had to learn to pace myself. Because look at me; I'm getting towards seventy. I I can't, even though I look young and I'm vital. There is a respect for aging that has to be, you know, really cultivated. And so I'm now learning how to celebrate the seasoning of wisdom that comes when you become patient and trusting. And even though that sounds good, it wasn't an easy path.
0: It's very hard to do, isn't it? Again, in our society.
1: Because we're both, I'm double ear like you are. We both have this woo, 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 woo. It took me many years to realize, wow, I just like to distract myself.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh my God, me too. Me too, from what? The mission is. So how did you in your own because I'm curious with mine, right? You and I have some similarities. How did you find that balance? Like you were saying, my soul wants to be quiet. Well, but- you know what
1: I learned? That you can I learned that I could meditate just five minutes on my phone quietly, mm-hmm. and that even though it felt like nothing was happening and it was boring, because what air sign wants to sit and be bored? Um, nobody, but I be as the years have gone by, I've really cultivated a respect for the quiet. And now Being alone, being quiet, being by the water, going alone hiking. I never, ever, ever in a million years would have imagined my codependency, which is what you suffer from, too, would actually, it's Libra, would actually um, become the very gift of wisdom that I am in love. I I thrive on being alone now. I can't believe I'm saying it. So it took many years. I wanted to say that. And astrology was my guide. And so as I cultivated the gift of meditation without resistance, and it took me a long time to get there, I suddenly realized, wow, there's something to be said about peace and ease and comfort in my skin. Hmm.
0: Where do you think we are now in 2023? It seems like I always say, you know, you read some stories and it's like, well, younger people are getting less religious. I feel just even in the past decade that maybe it's not religious, but I feel like people are more and more spiritual than ever. Now, maybe it's me because I attract it. I
1: agree completely. We're desperate. Listen. I think people are, Yeah. We're going into a crisis. We're going into a climate crisis. I don't know why people don't talk more about this. There is a reality to what's going to happen within 10 years. There's going to be no fish. The coral on planet Earth is gone. Go watch Chasing Coral, who was my first interview on my podcast. Nobody wants to talk about it because it's so painful. Here's the good news. Once you know your nature and you can calm yourself down, then you know how to contribute. So don't be confused by being in denial as the solution to a radical change. And yes, we're moving towards God. That's the only answer to this question. Who made astrology? Excuse me. How is that system airtight? How can I look at your chart? And the first thing I say is you're so hard at making decisions. And you're like, how did she know? When you have all those planets in Libra, duh. But that's given to us by an ancient wisdom source. Please never disregard the indigenous the old wisdom, the respect of praying, of being able to go back to basics. And that's what my whole book is about. The missing element is going back to basics, water, air, earth, and fire.
0: I love that. I would love to Okay, now I got to look at my astrological sign to see how I can help the planet because I feel like Well, shit, Deborah, I've been recycling for two damn decades. What else can I do here to save the coral reefs? Um, you know, it's like, right? I mean, I feel like sometimes you get a little discouraged by all the environment talk cuz it's like, well, what can we do if our government continues to use fossil fuels? Or I mean, it doesn't matter who you vote for.
1: Plastic. Plastic is a big problem. What you can do is you can take your nervous system and calm yourself down first and become wise. And from that place, then you'll ask the question. You can't ask the question when we're neurotic and in fear and we're anxious and we're dealing with depression. Take your inner world and do the elemental piece, which is you can sit quietly for five minutes and meditate. That's not easy. That's water, air. You can tell the truth and have best friends and admit That you need people—that's not your problem. You're good at that one. Earth, you can eat well and honor the organic and take respect for the food and not forget to eat. That's one of your problems. And then the last one is fire. Can you have fun? Can you realize this movie is absolutely life? Having a party with God watching us going. Then what did they do? Like if you if you lost the fun factor, if you're not having orgasms, if you're not jumping off a cliff, if you don't give yourself a fresh air moment every day, you're not doing fire. So. Elemental wisdom, short answer, and then the planet will change. It's all, it's what Michael Jackson said. It's in the mirror.
0: Go back to my chart. You said, wait, food is, is forgetting to eat is one of my issues or nurturing.
1: Well, there's two factors. One is nurturing, self-nurturing, but you don't have any earth. So tell me about earth, like practicality of money and food and organizing and cleaning because you don't have it in your chart, but it doesn't mean you don't have it in your soul. So because you have no earth in your chart, I'm curious, what's your relationship with money?
0: Oh, that's really interesting. Um, oh, I feel like it, it. it's like feast or famine. Like um, one of the things, okay, when I was on this radio show, I was making a lot of money, but I was like, my soul was like crushed. So then I left that and then there was like periods of not making much money at all. And I'm very depressed. I love money. <laughs> so- So I actually,
1: you have one planet in in Earth, and that's Venus and Capricorn. You've got very expensive taste. I
0: do, and I love, I love, Deborah. If you put four dresses out, I'd pick out the one that was two thousand. When I
1: of course you would. would. You've got you've got Libra taste buds. You know exactly what the quality is. So you'd have to cultivate earth, which means food and cooking and numbers and work. And that would be unnatural to you. It's like it comes and it goes. I don't really care, but I really care. But I don't have a lot of attention, but I do wish I did. But I bet your husband helps there.
0: He helps a lot. Um, But yes, that's one of the things with my own business. I'm like, Sarah, you have to really know the numbers. Like now your business is starting to do well. But i it's very- But you have no
1: earth in your chart. So it's not natural, but you can cultivate it. So the two things you're missing is the calm, quiet, self-care, resting empty, and then practicality organization doing numbers and spreadsheets. But now that you know that- You will. This is the thing, you guys. In my book, the missing element. Cultivate the missing element. Four wheels in a car. If one wheel goes down, you're off balance. Have all four wheels healthy, and the magic begins. And I, I honestly practice this for real.
0: Okay, so how do you do it? Do you just you know, like in my case?
1: Hey, look at. I couldn't be this age and have this energy if I did not know how to honor balance. So I work in the morning. I'm a workaholic. I told you that, but I'm done. And then I jump on my electric bike and I took away the car and I said, you're going to learn how to walk to work. You're going to go over to the post office and you're going to get in your bike. Cause I can't go too slow. Cause I'm a fucking, sorry. I'm a speed No, freak, We curse yeah? all the
0: time Of this. Yeah. Okay, that
1: makes it better. Um, so I, I've learned how to do water and I've given myself the gift of slowing down walking slowly. It's been unnatural, but I've got that. In air, I write a newsletter every week. I write all the time books I've been writing. I wrote one book. I value my gift of air, you and I. We can't help ourselves. So that part, I did the podcast and I get so excited and I do my videos every day, you guys. There's free videos on Instagram that you can go watch where I tell you where the moon is. There's a full moon, everybody, notice the energy's building. Oh, I did notice it now that you mention it. It's in water, it's making you want to cry. Is that why I'm feeling so sensitive? So I give that re- report every day. you can go on my Instagram. That was my error. Earth, I have learned you're gonna love this. I learned how to read spreadsheets. I mean, I'm not good at it. Okay. But I've cultivated my business. I have 50 women in my school that teach. I mean, we have a big school. And I had to learn how to go and read the spreadsheets and the profitability and the profit margin and conversions. And I, I had to cultivate all those words because it wasn't natural. And then fire, I'm very good at, as you can tell. I get so excited over nothing. That's my least problem.
0: <laughs> okay, so you can train yourself. I could train myself to do the spreadsheets. That is, There is literally a book that was recommended to me that is sitting on my nightstand about my business. And I picked it up and I'm like, oh. <gasps> This is exactly what I need to do. But do you know I'm on the chapter of like knowing my numbers and doing a spreadsheet and I can't pick it up again?
1: So this is where in the class, if you took level one, your homework would be earth and it would start with go clean a room. Make sure you do the dishes. Give your and whistle while you're doing it. Just start little. Ah. Then you'll get because right now you can't do it because you're allergic to it.
0: So you kind of have to trick yourself into making it fun. Once you know where you need balance, The the missing element, you can kind of trick yourself into making it a good time.
1: And then you get really good at it. And then your whole world goes to the next level.
0: Stop it! I'm signing up because I've always known I'm meant to have a lot of money. I just <laughs> I hate you
1: have it. to prioritize. You
0: have, have to work at it. It's so cute! <laughs> I love
1: this podcast. We're just doing a live time with Sarah, so you all can relate. Now, what's your missing element? There is a simple version: is you get the book, you turn to page forty-three, and you take the little test. takes five minutes. The longer version is you come to our school, and it happens in September and in January. And you take the first test, and you go, "That's the first class." Wow! Who knew this astrology was this simple? And then the class continues, and then all of a sudden, I feel like a drug dealer, because by the end of level one, people are like, I'm in love with this stuff, because it works on your kid, your husband, your boss, your mother-in-law, and suddenly there's compassion.
0: Oh, Okay, now I'm going to sign up. (laughs) I have
1: to take it. I'm telling you, Sarah, it will change your life, and you will be so thankful.
0: Well, I know, because I'm sure you feel this way as a businesswoman, but also very spiritual. It's like... I know I have all the ingredients. It's just sometimes like the rest. It's just like they're all there. It's just like they haven't quite come together. If that makes sense,
1: and I'm totally makes sense. This is an Aquarian. why Aquarians love astrology. Astrology makes it practical. It's going to make sense as soon as you see your chart. When you have all those planets in air, you're like, no wonder I've got millions of ideas.
0: Oh, a bazillion, right? And just doing <laughs> the numbers. Um, I know, you know, you you're very. Individual with your practice, but you have had many celebrity clients over the years. I've wondered if, do they have, is there something that celebrities have in common? Or have you seen a commonality? In their charts, which make them—I mean, you've—you've you've worked with everyone. I mean, Sting, so spiritual. Madonna, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers very fascinating. Here's this Aaron NFL took level one and two,
1: and he's an unbelievable astrologer. He has one tattoo on his arm, and it's astrology. He took—he took level one just like you.
0: What an incredibly intense! What an interesting individual. I mean, and you're in the NFL, right? The most machismo, manly. Hard for everyone on this team. I bet he does. And I'm curious to see how it's gonna work this fall with the Jets. Okay.
1: A whole bunch of us.
0: <laughs> do you all
1: right. Do they Sorry, have right. a comment? No, you I'll help you stay focused. So the answer to your question is the common denominator is not easily discernible. It's called destiny. You don't get a free will button. Aaron Rodgers did not get to choose. At seven years old, he knew what he was doing. At 14, he started doing football. At 21, he had his first team that took him on, and by Saturn return, he won a Super Bowl. It's astrologically determined, exact timing on his charts, and that fate button that brought Sarah Fraser to Washington onto that radio show is far beyond logic. But you know when you have it, and you know when you don't. And when you don't have it, you seek the chart to give the directive of where it is. Some people, it just shows up for you and me. I didn't get a choice. I was a astrologer from the age of, I was this little. Every kid in my elementary school, I was like, can I ask your birth? I'm like. Oh,
0: I've always had a microphone. I've always, I mean, when I was eight years old, you know, my cousin would come over, we would most kids were playing house or playing Barbies. I would play talk show host and I would make her line up our dolls and she would be, I'd watch like um, Phil Donahue was he that huge then. I'd watch Love him it. and he'd have on some woman who had, you know, nine kids with nine different baby daddies, you know? And I'd, I'd say, Leah, you know, you have to have nine different baby daddies. We were nine <laughs> years old and I'd make, and I'd be like- so much. Why are you such a slut? You know? <laughs> I'd be like, you know, I would run and we'd film it. We'd film it. My mom has the thing. And then when I was in high school, they asked me to do the morning announcements. And then I moved to Washington, DC. And within two years, I was on this number one morning show. And then I, I don't know where LA is going. I just had this calling. I was like, you have to get to LA to go to the next level in your career.
1: It's about being a mom. You've got to slow down, baby. If you just had your son, if you want that other child and your north nodes and cancer. You're going to have to learn to slow down just a little bit ah okay and you know what that means pleasure you can do it in the fun factor it doesn't have to be slowing down and being bored it can be slowing down and learning about yourself like studying astrology is the perfect doorway for you to get yourself to the next level of internal wisdom
0: Hmm. um oh deborah i could talk to you for two hours um Okay, and what do you do for fun, Deborah? I mean, you you do a lot of this. You're on a lot of podcasts. I mean, she is, she's once you start looking at Deborah Silverman, oh, she's everywhere and just doing amazing work. What do you do? Why do you turn it off?
1: Hawaii. I live in Hawaii in the winter. This is Colorado. I'm in Colorado during the summer. And I have a passion for hiking and biking and swimming and tennis. I am a very physical person. Mm. And I have a passion for just like what happened today right now with you. Watching the lights come on. I don't know why it turns me on like a radio, but I get so excited when I really astrology. And that makes me so delighted. So I have a lot of, and I have children and I have partners and I have people, our best friends. And I do a non traditional world that really gives me, I like, I feel a little bit like I figured out the code of really making this life delightful, even with the pain, because I never neglect the pain. And I do it in a very paced way. I think I really listen to myself. <laughs> I really did get the wisdom of the four elements. Yeah.
0: And and that's such a great point, too. I mean, astrology doesn't take away that, you know, life is going to happen to all of us. You know, we're going to oh, lose partners.
1: We have to get hurt to get healed. The nature of this reality, you got to get it wrong to get it right. That's what my new book is about. The human design is ridiculous. We learn through pain to value pleasure. We learn through heartbreak to open it up again. I don't know who made that up. I could argue a lot with whoever was the original. Like, why do we have to get hurt to get healed? That doesn't make sense. Why can't you send me an email and tell me when the relationship is over and I'll just gently leave or give me an expiration date so at least I'm not confused when it happens and mad at him. But truthfully, it was over.
0: And how do you personally not have like PTSD? Because, yeah, you know, tragedy happens to all of us, right? I've experienced that. But then I am almost like white knuckling it through life. I guess you've you've learned to through your oh, amazing I know work for sure,
1: the sun's coming up tomorrow mm-hmm. and the moon is moving in exact increments it's completely trustworthy god life spirit is watching you right now everyone in this room everyone in this video everybody in cyberspace you're being watched and there's benevolent lovers called your higher self and your guardians and i completely trust them to the point where my kids and my family say why do you ride your bike so fast? Because I feel angels everywhere.
0: Oh my God, Deborah, I love you. Okay. Um, and wait, if we do the astrology course, you're in it, right? Like we get to yeah, talk I, to you. I'm
1: you. getting me all over the place.
0: <laughs> Good. Because I love your voice and I love when you say those things. It's just, it's very, there's something very comforting.
1: It's the truth. And it gives you permission to drop into your soul.
0: Mm. Um, okay, Deborah Silverman. We can find you on your everywhere, Instagram, on your YouTube. Just look Deborah Silverman yes. Astrology. Deborah
1: Silverman Astrology. That's my website. That's my Instagram.
0: Oh, Deborah, thank you so much. Good luck. You and Aaron Rogers. Good luck with the Jets. This is what we'll be watching. We know we do. <laughs> I, I love Aaron how open he is about it. Um, uh, Deborah, thank you. This is amazing. And everyone should buy Missing Elements the book and sign up for the course. Love. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you so much.